so beautiful and uh, i have a brand new joke okay okay it's going to be so good centuries ago god came down went to the germans and said i have commandments that will help you to live better lives and uh, the germans ask what are the commandments and the lord said rules for living can i give you an example god says yes um the, the germans asked can you give us an example god said yes uh, thou shall not kill not kill we are not interested so god went to the italians and said i have a commandments the italians wanted an example and the lord said thou shall not steal not steal you are not interested next the lord went to the french saying i have commandments the french wanted an example also and the lord said thou shall not covet your neighbor's wife and the french were not interested so god eventually went to the jews and said i have commandments commandments said the jews how much are they they are free the jews said we will take it all <laughs> okay lift up your hands and the bible and you say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you will speak to us reveal your heart and i pray father that the words come out of my mouth will be directed by yours and it will really bring glory to your name at the end of the day we pray that you will be glorified in all this and all god's people say amen amen so this morning it's a very familiar topic everybody knows it's a topic that we live by uh we christians we get to know uh, through this topic it's called faith i want to talk about faith and uh, uh i want to use a small uh, parable jesus used in the book of matthew um, i want to read that from 13th chapter verse 31 32 jesus told them another parable and he said jesus the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a sower took and planted in his field mustard seeds are tiny but the seeds grow into trees flock of birds can come and build their nest in the branches and i want to talk about mustard seed faith and i want to talk about that because of my own life i want to talk about the mustard seed faith because i believe faith is not about big big uh, and having a big faith it's just god's requirement is just a little bit in your heart holding on to the promises of god and he is the one who nurture it and he is the one who will do it and i will do the way i'm going to share is just give you three simple stories and three simple principles and this is how we're going to do it but the i i wrote down here it's not up in the screen but the kingdom of god is not only top down but is also bottom up so god uses a lot of metaphors in the bible he uses the word called salt he uses light he used a seed he uses yeast salt is to enhance flavor light is to bring clarity seed is to provide shade i mean to grow and provide shade and shelter and security yeast it doesn't change its property but it changes the property around it so these are metaphors but we are not going to go into all the metaphors but we're going to just take the seed the seed the mustard seed and if you look at mustard seed that's the mustard seed go back and then no, this show me the the picture um this is the mustard seed so tiny but it turns into enormous ginormous big big tree where even the bible says the flocks of birds come and take rest and that's the thing your small seed like faith can bring major consequences of blessing to others 
and there was a time my 18 year old grandfather was come from a brahmin background he gave his life his name was balasubramaniam when he gave his life to the lord that changed today i'm a third generation christian you know just one person he was literally kicked out he became a street kid he was born in mailapur his uncle was kiva jagannathan i don't know whether you know it but if you google it he was important uh, one of the main temple priest in the kanjiburam chennai district kiva jagannath he was a kalki uh, there was a magazine called brahmin magazine called kalgi and he is an author of that so he was born on that family kicked out ostracized even poisoned to the core that they thought he was demon possessed the poison didn't kill him but of course he was possessed by the holy spirit mark says no you will take the serpents and it won't bite you and from that god now this i'm a third generation all my brothers my brother and my sister everyone is serving the lord what a privilege to that so i think a small seed you have no clue you say ah man i am going to church but i don't know but your small seed mustard seed of faith have future generation blessings amen so this is what we're going to do we're going to take this parable and unlock it but i just want to tell you a little bit about parable because we did in life group almost one and a half years talking about 38 parables and i put together it's almost like a book like this i'm hopefully it's going to be released very soon and i'm working with some publications trying to find out how to deal with that but this word parable means it's a word picture para means something parallel to the truth parables are illustrations to hide truth parable are not illustrations to reveal truth stories are told to reveal truth parables are told to conceal truth because sometimes people say parables and stories are the same no stories are told to reveal truth but parables are told to conceal truth so this what why god spoke in parables because it's to reveal the judgment and the mercy of god it's in the midst of it and there is a scripture it says in mark chapter 4 33 it says with many parables he didn't uh, speak to them without any parables but he was explaining everything privately to his disciples so he was constantly speaking to everyone with parables so what is parable parable is actually a word picture god uses a divine truth and he explains us in a familiar thing a word picture mustard seed everybody knows mustard seed in that culture they said your faith is like a mustard seed a man went planted it grew and became flocks of bird came so he took a word picture and explained it in such a way they can have an eternal truth so this is what i wrote down parables are told to conceal truth but stories are told to reveal truth and he hides intentionally to those who are willing to obey he hides for us not from us that's the father we have parables are hidden not from us it's for us but the way we come to know this hidden truth when we get to know this precious relationship and through that relationship we get to know this amazing hidden truth written in the parables amen so there are a lot of ways to interpret but the best way to interpret is through the holy spirit because he is the author of the book amen so we will read one parable here this proverbs 25 uh, there's a scripture here is it up in the screen proverbs 25 verse 2 says it is the glory of god to conceal a matter but it is the glory of the kings to search out the matter our papa god is glorified in the pleasure of your discovery parables are hidden truth 
but they are also judgment concealed. So, New Testament and Old Testament, I said this statement before, I want to say this again. New Testament and Old Testament never contradict one another. New Testament, sorry, Old Testament is New Testament concealed. New Testament is Old Testament revealed. So, they work together. They are not just contradictory. So, let's jump, jump into this. I want to talk about what is faith. And the familiar passage I want to read is from the Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 1 to 3. I'm going to read from the Passion. It says like this, Now, faith brings our hopes into reality. How many of you have hope? Yes? Everybody has a hope. This is what happens, faith. Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. And we have read the scripture many times. Some of you might even memorize the scripture by heart. But I, I want to talk to you in a practical way that we can go back after this 30 minutes, 10.30 when we wrap it up, go back this week, take away what is that one mustard seed faith I'm cultivating this week so that I can keep cultivating that mustard seed faith to see a great reward. Amen. That's my goal this morning. So I'm going to share three simple stories. One, my personal journey, how I came to know the Lord. Some of you may have heard this. But the second one, I want to talk about how I met my wife because that's a mustard seed faith. And the third one, how we bought the land. You know, So just don't go back to the next slide. Just keep it like that. The first one, many of you know, I was born in a Christian family. But that doesn't mean I'm a Christian. You know, My grandparents were temple priests. They came to know the Lord. But that doesn't mean I'm a Christian. I just born there you know I, in fact when the convention was going on me and my brother and my we have my we have our separate convention we will hang out in the cinema theater and uh, and and i remember in 1994 in october 2nd we had this beautiful uh, pastor amazing man of god from uh, bihar jagastin jabakumar i don't know some of you might know he came to preach and my grandmother said please go he's from the south he's like from our town and uh, by the way he also speaks Hindi. So I was very fascinated. A Tamil guy speaking Hindi. Because all I know was Ek Dog Chin, that Char Panche, you know that song? <laughs> That's what I know, you know. So I, I was so fascinated to go and just look at this guy. And he was singing, you know, and uh, uh, preaching. And the one word he said was from Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. He said, remember the creator in the days of your youth. And I tell you guys, I've read Bible before, but that word when I I received it, it hit me straight in your youth. I was in my youth, in my teens, and I felt like, man, something is lacking. I know Christianity, I know Bible, I know Sunday school, but I don't know Jesus. Hello? It's something different, right? Christianity, Bible, you know all those things. You know the convention. You, you even speak Christianese. How many of you know how to speak Christianese? Yes? Praise the Lord, brother. How are you? Glory to God. Yes. By the grace of God, all is well. But you are, you are like depressed to the core inside. But anyway, but I used to speak Christianese, you know. And, and in the midst of all this, the Lord said, Jesus, you know, I, you need Jesus. And that doesn't mean I lived a holy life since then. I had my ups and downs. But I still remember that particular evening, there was a change in my life. And the Lord started speaking his dreams. He said, I'm going to take you to the nations. 
the only nation i know was tamil nadu because i didn't even know i never crossed tamil nadu until age of 24 i don't even speak any other language other, other than tamil until 24 so i was so like bombarded with this thought like how can this awesome god can take a guy from a small tiny village our village is called polur it's a 48 kilometers from here you blink your eye my village passes i mean you like my humor <laughs> anyway but this is how it was and i was in the midst of this god said i'm going to take you to the nations and i tell you guys he opened miraculous door the first nation i ever went was south africa and then from there god started opening miraculous doors taking me to different parts of them today almost 110 countries he has taken to share the gospel and i'm telling you there are times that you i showed the story about how i smuggled the bible in the mainland china you know to go to mongolia to in the midst of the nomadic people the mongolian tribes in the gears walking and knocking into their gears and asking do you know jesus and they said Jesus we never heard the name Jesus can you believe there are still people now living in the 7.1 billion still there are people living who never heard the name Jesus hello we watch hollywood movies they curse every time jesus and we think i thought you know once i thought they are at least praising god these guys are saying other bad words but one day i came to realize they are actually cursing you see so many times we don't realize the precious gift we have I remember the chinese people when they take the bible i never saw this but this my friend said there was like this happened before i came in 2008 like to, in the early 2000s they don't even have enough bibles they will tear they will tear the book they will take the book hebrews they will tear it and they will tear one page and they will turn it around and you have one week time you need to memorize it and bring it back hello this is how they were I mean it's amazing that we are privileged we have bibles everywhere you know some of the bibles we don't you don't even know what bibles you have in your home hello so quiet it's not condemnation but it's just a reality how far we have taken things for granted so this is what happened simple mustard faith the seed god i just need you i felt i had everything i know christianity i know scriptures because my dad will not give me coffee in the morning if i don't memorize scripture so i have to get up in the morning memorize scripture and sometimes i memorize scripture for the sake of coffee because i don't want to read scriptures i like coffee so i i i script i memorized lot of scriptures that's why sometimes still i have some scriptures i memorize i can still talk about that i still quote and i remember going to my dad one day i want desperately coffee and i went to my dad and i said this is the scripture lord dad what is the scripture jesus wept I remember I was weeping afterwards. <laughs> My dad spanked me and until I was 18, you know. It's not a good idea to do that anyway. But this is how it happened. I came to know the Lord when I was 18, but at the same time I get discovered my purpose when I was 24 and I stepped out in faith and there is a journey. And then not everything went well but i was a missionary traveling going around you know and then i fell in love with a girl got engaged we set a date june 2005 5th of june 2005 we going to get married she was supposed to come on june 1st we arranged the wedding my brother already found a girl he wants to get married on the 10th because you know the elder one first marries the younger one you know the you know our our indian hello yes so so he was all ready 
but he wants to make sure that order the order on the first i get the phone call she says i won't come why my dad gave me ultimatum two things you go you never come back or you stay you forget him i said that's easy just leave that guy and come no i'm not going hung the phone my dad says what she is coming no okay we will find another one <laughs> i'm like dad you have a unique clue about love i mean i mean of he got married when my mom was married when she was 19 my dad was 31 so there was a big age gap and my grandmother was married when she was 13 and her grandmother was married when she was 8 and then i got married when i was 31 so there is a progressive growth in our family so anyway but this is the reality and i was so stuck i was a mystery came back from south africa and i had my hopes up you know how in indian culture that too you are pastor's kid you are from a part of ministry and everybody knows now you are going to get married you set your dates now how are you going to show your face and the face save culture shame that's what they are worried about my worried was like man a girl dumped me i was messed up you know and that created such a anguish in me in such a way that i didn't want to even get into a relationship i was cold hearted i would flirt but then make sure that i don't get my hearts into hello but then 2007 2 years i was so you know my parents used to send letters with all the photos of a girl you know you want strip cutting pop cutting long hair you know pictures after pictures everything will be just boom boom because i was not ready they every look at a girl it's just a girl's picture nothing you know and then the finally said you know the my grandmother she is the most hilarious person she one day called and she said are you really a man is everything working I said yes the last time I checked everything was working no need to worry she said talk to talk to party party can fix party vaidyam <laughs> I am not exaggerating guys but this is the reality and the midst of all you know 2007 I was in a conference in a, I took a huge 53 people from Amsterdam we were in a conference in in Spain and I was hosting Benny also there and benny said there's one girl here and this is the girl's house i was staying and she loves india and she has a long term call i just wanted to meet her that benny was introducing me this guy is the training director in university of the nation amsterdam blah 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 he was throwing all the titles and my wife that time she was not my wife and she greeted her and uh, she asked me first question so you like india i said yeah but i like indian food more than india what is your long term call this ex- i'm not exactly what is your long term call i said i would love to stay in europe really i think uh, it won't work for us i'm called to india and she bluntly left that's it it was a cold date so horrible cold date and that took a grip and then the god that was talking to me like charles your long term call is not just being in europe or in amsterdam your long term call he said to me long time ago he said to me i'm going to bring revival in the south and i'm going to use you to bring the young people to come to know my love they will know me as their papa i didn't have a name that time even call papa's house they will know me as their papa 
That time I said, get behind me, Satan. Because <laughs> I enjoyed the Europe comfort, you know. It was so good. It was lovely. Those who are in Europe, been to Europe, you know. It's not like when was the electricity went, when you need to turn on the motor, you know. There is beautiful stuff. Anyway, but cut the long story short, things worked out in such a way that today, next year, March 21st, we'll be 10 years marrying to this most beautiful girl. Amen. You can clap. It's okay. Amen. It's so beautiful. How the Lord miraculously broken person. You know, the funny part is I was the most messed up, broken, relationshiply. I was more messed up. I had relationship. I had, you know, I had fallen into an alcohol. I, you told, I told you the story like how God redeemed me from porn. I was a proper mess. You know, my wife, she never dated a guy, never kissed a guy. Never went out with anyone, not even hold her anyone's hand. And sometimes I look at this and I say, Lord, I don't deserve this girl in my life because I was a mess. You should bring me another mess. But the Lord said, you know what? When I look at you, I don't look your mess. I look my bloods, blood of my son over here. Amen. Mustard seed. Mustard seed. You put your mustard seed faith and the Lord does amazing stuff. That's how I met the Lord, met my wife. And then how we bought the land. I'm going to show you a small uh, photo. You, you know this. We didn't have money. We came here 2010. Next slide. Thambi. Next. Is it working? Next slide. Okay. okay. So, we didn't have money to buy the land. Yes, it's in Tamil. Sorry. But if you read Tamil, it will be nice. But otherwise, I'll explain to you. We didn't have money. So, we were praying and the Lord said, buy a land. We didn't have money. We rent around, looked around the property everywhere, nothing. And one day, the, you know, thank God for godly wives. Amen, brother? Amen. Amen? One day she woke up and she said, I had a dream. In the dream, I saw mountains and our land is just below that. So we went around everywhere and finally, the, the agent said, uh, he was almost tired. He said, there is one place, little bit interior, two kilometers from the main road, you want to see. And we were not interested. We said, okay, anyway, we were roaming from 8 o'clock in the morning till 2 2.30. We didn't even have lunch. Finally, we will see this and go eat lunch. Okay? So we arrived here, got out of the car. At that time, we had a bolero. We just got out of the bolero car. And she said, this is what I saw in the dream. And we didn't have money. And this was expensive than other land we saw. Because it was almost 15,000% you have to pay. And we didn't have money. So we went and talked to this guy. The guy's name is Rajkumar. He's from Pillar Coil Street and from Velur. And that's my name, Wanguver, which is the one who buy Charles. And one acre, 12 cents, 112 cents, Pangalatan. This is the village of that. Advance. I, all I had was 100 rupees. <laughs> all I had was 100 rupees. So he said, how much you want to pay? So like, five lakhs minimum advance? I said, no, less than that. Uh, two? So less than that. One? Less than that. Less than that, 50,000. No, less than that. So he thought I was joking. So he's like, I said, I have 100 rupees inside. That's the date on the 21st 11, 2011. 100. And he, he, was, he thought I was joking. I said, this is what I have. I felt the Lord is telling me. You know, sometimes when you have faith, nobody knows. It doesn't make sense. Logically, you can't interpret it. But you know that you know you have to do this. I, you don't have explanation. You can't put it in explanation. You can't draw a flow chart and show to people, this is what I'm going to do. But you just, you know here, that's it. And I said, this 100 rupees I have. And he looked at his 
the the guy who brought the the agent he said inna solrar sir what is he saying that agent he is like enak theriyadhu sir avaru vellakaramoda vandaru i thought he's got money so he thought he brought a white girl so he got money so these guys are blah 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 blah, blah you know so i said this is what i have how many how much time you have what is a normal agreement 3 months okay do 3 months all you know is the faith that's it and he wrote down you know advance 100 rupees mattum petru konden i received 100 rupees advance thavane kalam that means due date from this 211111252 or one cent is 13500 and kayopam signature rajkumar he signed in a paper and he gave it i said thank you so much he came back my wife said did you feel the fin- finish the deal yeah we finalized the deal how much we paid 100 rupees <laughs> i tell you guys i didn't want to call him do nothing 3 months went back we went to spain and some like this you know miraculously out of nowhere you know one of my friend he called and he said my my family uh, my my job is laying me off but they gave me a early retirement package like 60000 euros or something i don't know what to do with that and he said i know what to exactly do with that but i didn't tell him that you know but but i feel like to give the tithe of that you know to do the math 60000 tithe is 6000 euros times 80 is almost 5 lakhs so i thought oh that's 60% covered hallelujah 100 rupees plus 6 lakhs you know you do the math in your mentally by your talking on the phone you do all this math i said he he said but i didn't have all the money and we arrived to india in january and he calls me sir you remember me i said who is this i don't even i didn't even save his phone number so this is rajkumar and i almost said which rajkumar but rajkumar from pangalathan i remember this name pangalathan how oh, yes 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 we are we are still holding on to your agreement sir a hindu guy don't know jesus this is what happens when a man's ways are pleasing to the lord he will make even his enemies to make peace with him a simple seed of faith and then to cut the long story short miraculously god provided not only just to pay him but also to buy because the the land worth is only 1 and 1/2 lakhs so you need to buy only for the document value for 3000 rupees but no we said we are paying this much money we want to buy this much document value so the document cost alone cost us 90000 rupees god even provided for that we could able to register it then the water came electricity came electricity story the same thing we didn't have money to you know they asked 30000 rupees for each pole i said no i said i'm a christian also i'm a pastor i preach not to bribe he took my hand he said you see inside je yeah he is a christian he gets also but he is running a children's home i said i am a different christian the file was on the table for 6 months finally he said we are bringing the pole can you give us some food i said i'll give you biryani they all 10 people came they laid the we got electricity then we bought the build a small little room then we build this now got open doors it's almost 2 crore project got open doors to just to build but the first phase will be done by november probably in december we will worship the lord on sunday there yeah. you know small mustard seed guys i look at it and i every time i come inside i'm like lord i don't even know the somebody gave us a gate and we felt in our heart to draw that fish symbol because 
the lord said don't look for an iconic place to start a place you put your feet there i will pour my anointing that place will be iconic amen so this fish symbol many times you'll say and the mean get up huh? they will ask hello you see it's it's sometimes we think ah this is nothing man but your small act of obedience to the lord has long term eternal consequences amen three principles we are running out of time three principles number one this is very simple abraham write it down if you are taking notes abraham did not know where he was going but he knew who was leading him amen abraham did not know where he was going but he knew who was leading him i have no clue i'm almost in tears when i say this i have no clue how the money is going to come i have no clue how god can provide me a wife i have no clue how messed up i am i look at my friends even last night 25 years ago i met they same they were the same still my heart beats when i look at that i don't know but one thing i know his hand is on my life and that's why i wrote down here Abraham did not know where he was going but he knew who he was leading cultivate a relationship with him daily if you have a relationship with him once a week it's not possible to follow him where he is leading you humility love patience obedience are part of growing in relationship with him amen one scripture i will read quickly hebrews 11 from verse 8 to 11 i'm going to read from the passion faith motivated abraham to obey god's call to leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from god you know i heard the story brother sunil was telling when he moved here all he had was books and uh, how much rupees 500 just a box 20 years ago it moved it doesn't you see, look at this he leave the familiar his family i'm not bragging about him but he came from a family of doctors he could have settled there happy and continue to the business leaving the familiar sometimes is the hardest part why because we know what we come from but we have no clue what we have in store but when we know who we have it's easy to follow it doesn't mean it will be not everything will be going well but it will be challenging but we know this is what happens look he left with only a promise and without even knowing ahead of time where he was going abraham stepped out in faith verse 9 he lived by faith as an immigrant in his promised land as though it belonged to someone else he journeyed through the land living in tents with isaac and jacob who were persuaded that they were also co-heirs in the same promise his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundation whose architect and builder is god himself Sarah's faith embraced the miracle power to conceive even though she was barren and was past the age of childbearing for the authority of her faith rested on the one who made the promise she tapped onto his faithfulness amen he didn't know where he was going but he know who was leading him amen number 2 principle this is the thing god opened doors in supernatural ways but we have to take the first steps many times we say lord you bring this all then i will do this no 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 that's the greek thinking greek says this is the greek dichotomy the early 160 ad that happened the greek dichotomy has this mind when i see i will believe but the hebrews had a different way i believe then i will see the glory of god hello 
Are, are we learning something here? It's not about I see, then it makes sense. No, seeing is believing. That's what we think. No, no, no. But actually when you believe, you see the glory of God. So this is what it says. In the midst of all the fear of rejection, humiliation and failure, we got to take the baby steps and try. If you fail, what happens? Keep trying. I still remember taking her on a first date after I got my grip all of and I took Eunice on the first date and I flew to Spain again. And, and I took her on the first date and it was so weird because I, I don't want to be dumped again. Hello, it's not a good feeling to be dumped again. Suddenly they call you Baya, you know. It's, it doesn't, you know, it's, she didn't call me Baya, but you know, it's, it's not a good feeling, man. It's horrible. You know, as a man, it diminishes you. And, but it's like you have to take that baby step. It's like, hello, am I, does it make sense? Yeah. So this is what happens, you know, Mark. 9 verse 20 to 24. Many times, this is the guy, a father of a child who's been demon possessed. He's saying, Many times it throws him into the fire and into the water to kill him. If you can do anything to help us, take pity on us. This is from the New Living Translation. Jesus said to him, Why do you ask me that? The one who has faith can do all things. At once the father cried out. This is the heart of the father. He said in a teary eyes, He said, Lord, I have faith. Help my weak faith. To be stronger. Right now as I'm speaking, some of you have faith but you also feel like other translation says help my unbelief. Some of you are like I don't know it will work for me. That's exactly you need to bring it to God. And you say God I bring this unbelief. I don't know whether it's going to work for me. That thought I bring it to you. You know the rest of the story right in this place? What happened? The boy was set free. You take that baby step. Say, God, I don't know. I don't know. Going back into the relationship again, getting the job again, getting that work again, getting moving into this destiny again. I feel, I don't know. I feel vulnerable. But bring that unbelief. Bring that vulnerability to God. God will handle it. Amen. Number three, last but not the least. I want to finish on time. If you don't do what you can do, then he won't do what he alone can do. Amen. It's very simple. That's why I said three simple stories, three simple principles. If you don't do what you can do, he can never do what he alone can do. He can never bring the money. I can never bring the money. I can never go and convince a European who, who got his master's degree living, making money in Europe, living happily, convince her to come and live in Pangalatan. It's never going to work. Never. Never. I can never go on my own to 110 countries to preach the gospel with zero debt. But one thing I can do is to bring my 100 rupees to the Lord. To take that baby step. Even though I feel like I will be dumped again, but I take the baby step. Even though I know I can't move out, I take my step. The first nation out of just a step of faith. You just take the baby step. That's what I wrote down here. If you can't, if you don't do what you can do, then you won't do what you alone can do. The way I want to finish is differently. The application, we want to pray for impartation of faith. We have elders here, we want to pray. But I want you to write down these two questions to think about it. This week, these are the two questions. This is the, what small decisions are you taking that will impact your future in a great way? 
what small decisions you are taking small decision example food books friends what small what small decisions you are making that will you know that you are making now that's going to have a long term consequences number 2 the seed which is an idea or thought am i despising it or planting it in other words am i responsible in small things by stewarding it well or just waiting for a big breakthrough if i would have waited for all the 15 lakhs all the 17 lakhs to come we would not be here worshiping the lord the lord said with this and i'm not saying you have to be blind you know sometimes sometimes people say oh now i'm going to do this no 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 when you know it is from the lord it's just an inner deeper conviction that nobody no logic can put you down so what are you doing with that small thing are you stewarding it well or you're responsible for that in such a way that you will see a breakthrough amen i want to have the worship team here but i want to pray with you we have elders here to pray with you but i want to challenge you this mustard seed all you say god i have this mustard seed with me but i don't know what to do i don't know i'm scared of taking baby steps i'm i, I don't know where i'm going but i know you are leading me but all the same time i i just don't know if i do this what's going to happen what's people going to think you know we are so worried about the opinion of others but we should be more worried about the opinion of jesus amen i want to challenge us and this is that's why i said this in the beginning of the service when we started i started reading a scripture romans 8:1 in christ there is no condemnation what does that mean the word condemnation greek means no death sentence hello so when you are in christ jesus what does that mean no death sentence what does that mean you are called to live hello amen that's why it starts with no death sentence at the end of the same chapter it finishes off by saying nothing can separate me from you amen so i want you to take this in your heart